Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Magic Our Way. I am Kevin. I am Danny. And man, how have you been, dude? It's been a while since we've been able to record together. Hey, exactly. How have you been? <laughs> I've been busy, man. It's been <laughs> I crazy. tell you. you know, it's like this every time this time of year and during the semesters, it's like every gig that's available to me happens. So I've been I've been playing a lot mm-hmm. the past month and a half or so, and it's not gonna stop until like through June, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, what, what, so what have you been up to? I, I've been sitting around here uh, waiting patiently for the opportunity to record with you. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. uh, I've been we've been we've moved. Uh, you know, I think we mentioned this on one of the shows that I was going to be moving. So I've I've moved into my my grandmother's house here. We've been here now for four painful weeks. Um, <laughs> we have for four weeks. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. It's, it's two more for weeks. For the listeners, that was the site of our former studios. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the uh, the Mid City Studios, uh, New Orleans Mid City Studios, right here. This is when we were actually were able to record on a weekly basis. This was a good general uh, central location for all recording needs for the QMark Empire. Well, right. Now I live here. So <laughs> yeah. when you have a, a wife and a child here, you can't really record shows. So now we've had to relocate our studios to the east, which doesn't really work that well for Magic Our Way. But right. um, to show well, we're our- trying something different at the moment, kind of like what the other podcasters are doing. You know, we're kind of we're kind of split studio at the moment. Yeah, um, and, and, like I'm on the North Shore and Danny's on the South Shore, and yes, and we're doing this via remote. At one thirty in the morning, people, that shows our dedication. We, we, yeah, that's right, we, man. We each have our own recording equipment on the phone, one thirty in the morning, trying to make it work the best way that we can just to be able to do this show for you, the listeners, the four or five that's of right. you that care. Um, thank you. And, beyond, and, and to be honest, you know, I'm doing it for me, too, because I was starting to get the shakes a little bit. I was like, I, I got to talk about Disney. <laughs> I, I, I got I to do something. Do that or book a trip or do something. I don't know. I just I was, I was getting restless. <laughs> You're like going to withdraw. I don't care what time it is. I need my fix. <laughs> well, you know, th- that's going to be the beauty. The, the new house is going to be ready in about two weeks. We have this huge garage outside that's going to be insulated, and I'm going to turn that into a little studio so that way we'll have yet another place where we meet up at. So, yeah, in that. So- in, in our, so, in other words, our current studios are under refurbishment. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, they'll be opening later this year, possibly. Uh, Con- when, will that, when will the new studios be ready, so to speak? Um, probably about three to four weeks, I would say. Uh, two mo- oh, two really? weeks to get in there. That close? Yeah, two weeks to get in there. About two more weeks to put an air conditioner and a table. <laughs> that's that's really all we need. Oh, maybe a fridge. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a lot closer than I thought. Yeah, we'll post concept art on the uh, website <laughs> of what the new <laughs> studios would look like, uh, or, or, dev- or design views, uh, 3D right. virtual walkthrough. Um but yeah, no, we're 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 getting close. So uh, hopefully, and and you said your schedule is going to be clearing up soon for the next two weeks. Yeah. But then you're going to go into the the grind. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Wicked show comes through in May. So, and but then my semester ends. So my days will be free. Yeah, and then my schedule at night will be a little bit more regular. Through the beginning of June is when Wicked comes through. I'm playing that. Um, at uh, while they're here. 
And so, yeah, and the summer comes, and I'll be really open. We'll be able to catch up some shows then. But we'll definitely, when the new studios are ready, we're going to be up and running there. Oh, absolutely. But speaking of new things, man, we're going to, we're tweaking our format a little bit. This is something we kind of came up the other night when we were originally trying to record this episode. Oh. Um, yeah, do you want to, uh, I was going to say, do, do you want to tell the people, uh, again, our dedication, our, 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 our desire to go ahead and produce a show for y'all led us to one. This isn't the first one thirty in the morning show that we've done. We did one about two nights ago, right? And so half out of it when we were recording, didn't even realize that at some point my little portable recorder here, uh, the battery died. Yep, them's the breaks. <laughs> we, we lost. Talked for about what? About an hour then, huh? We <laughs> talked something? for about an hour and about eighteen minutes of it were recorded. Painful. So that, but, but the fruitful thing was that we came up with a new, not really a new format idea. We just kind of tweaked it. We just we just plussed it, I guess. You know, I'd, I'd say we minused it from the standpoint that we eliminated a segment, but to the better overall uh, quality of the show. Right, like like you, 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 you're saying, the name of our show is Magic Our Way, so the, the Magic Our Way segment will no longer exist, mm-hmm. only because of the fact, but we've noticed that every time we get into discussions, whether it's the news or it's the hub, we always end up throwing a little Magic Our Way spin or thought mm-hmm. into there, like how we would want to do it. Like The whole concept of the Magic Our Way segment was to uh, say how what we f- gave our thoughts and opinions about how we think something should be, and so we we just we said heck you know we we do that pretty much anyway during the Q segment or the Hub segment, mm-hmm. um, so we'll just leave it in there you know and that way we can kind of keep everything relatable to wh- whatever topic we're talking about and not have to do a separate thing. Um, so because if you've been listening to our show, you know I mean we could we take a news segment we don't do the entire news. We talk about what we want to talk about, but then we can talk about it for a while. <laughs> you know, we, we don't think we can go long on it, but before we look down at the, the, the time code and it's like, oh, wow, we went a lot longer than we thought. <laughs> yeah. And that happens quite yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. So basically we have our, we'll still have our Q segment and we'll still have our hub segment and the aura of the magic R way segment will be intertwined within both of those particular segments. So that's what you're going to hear from our shows, at least from here on out until we, until we either, you know, you come up with a different idea or just something strikes us. Who knows? Think of it like addition through addition by subtraction. You know what they say? Yeah. Addition by subtraction. By eliminating that, that allows us a little bit more. Because I got to tell you, folks, when you, when you sit there and you gear yourself up for a big discussion on one topic to have to be like, okay, we need to just come up with another topic so now we can do the magic our way spin. It's like, but we kind of talked about what we would do with these things in the news. We kind of talked about what we would do with these things in the hub. Now we need a whole other segment to talk about what right. we're kind of magic our weighing it the whole way through. So yeah, yeah. So and if we don't, it's because of the topic that to lends that ways to, as Walt would say, plus the plus it. You know, yeah, to make our show better, always moving forward, kind of thing. So. Yeah, that's that's what you're going to start to hear from starting with this episode here on out. So you know, still pretty much we're going to aim for about an hour long show kind of thing, maybe mm-hmm. an hour hour and a half or so. But you know, we'll, we'll be we'll be restricted only to those two segments. So there's that little format change. You know, and and uh, lastly for a little intro, um, we want to give a couple of shout outs. I want to give a shout out to our, our, our friend Lee out there who's listening. He's a member of the Liners group from Facebook, and he shot us our first email. <laughs> Um, to the magic our way at gmail.com 
uh, email address, uh, saying he was a big fan of. Well, yeah, I think he said Bravo on the email, but I think he meant Aaron, right? Oh yeah, so he, yeah. Talk about the show. I saw the email. Yeah, what he was saying, I think he was referring to uh, best line of the podcast thus far was uh, was the uh, comment that Aaron made uh, where he, he attributed it to Rabo, but it sounds like buyer's remorse. That was the line, and Aaron said that uh, in one of those little. Um, one of those little it's field from reports. The field reports. Yeah. yeah, the field report shows. We were drinking on the balcony, and I was talking about the yeah. uh, purchasing the souvenir Stein over at um, <laughs> over at uh, the Lafleur's Brew thing over at uh, Gaston's uh, Tavern. Gaston's Tavern, yeah. And he was asking me how it was, and I was like, "Yeah, it's all right." And he asked me what it tasted like, and I, I, I kind of stammered a bit, and he's like, "Well, it sounded like it tasted like buyer's remorse, something along those lines." Anyway, yeah, the, he he wanted to hear more Aaron on the show, and that is definitely something that we're gonna do, and Aaron's keen to do it, and we're keen to have him. We yep. just we don't have three separate sets of equipment yet, so right. what we're so gonna we're do gonna <laughs> when we're able to sit down is we're gonna get Aaron involved and. Um, you yeah, know. the Aaron shows are going to be kept special. It's when we can all keep together in person and do them. So mm-hmm. it'll be like the little diamonds in the rough in our feed that'll happen. So um, <laughs> if you want to hear Aaron, some Aaron, we did the DVC show if you, if you, about a month or so ago, and so you can hear him there. Um, you can definitely hear him in the field reports, and definitely keep tuned. And you know, you're going to hear him as a, a reoccurring guest uh, on our show. Um, Hopefully, often. starting next week, because next week we should be able to meet up a bit, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll start next week if he's available. We'll do a definitely an Aaron show, and so and we'll we'll we'll, we'll tweet that out and let you guys know that that way you know what to expect. You can just start listening there. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a little blue, maybe. Who knows? You know, it might be a little more adult oriented. Aaron operates or, blue, so we, we, yeah, we definitely say that, that those way. shows will be kind of like a Pleasure Island after eight o'clock type show <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. But uh, anyway, back 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 to Lee. Hey, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for shooting us an email, man. I, ho- I hope you're enjoying your trips or whatever else. And I would just give a shout out to any other liner that's out there listening. You know, thank you for giving us a shot. And you know, yeah, shoot us an email, magicourway at gmail dot com. If you like the show, if you have any comments or anything else, please do. We want to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear from you. And hopefully, maybe meet y'all sometime soon in the future. At the least, it's a very good way to get your name mentioned on a podcast if that means something that's to right. you. So we yeah. will, we will mention all of your names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, re- we'll, we'll read from our list. Yeah, uh, names, so just the like first. Show. <laughs> just the first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we've rambled on enough, man. You, you want to head on over to the queue? Yeah, it's about one forty in the morning. I'm pretty delirious, so yeah, I think rambling. All right, <laughs> All right let's head on to the queue. Okay. All right, hey, welcome to the queue. And um, the first thing I want to lead off with, man, is an event that happened this week. One of the original Mickey Mouse Club Mouseketeers passed away. Annette Funicello, at the age of 70, passed away on uh, the day after my birthday, April 8th. Holy Moses. Hmm. Um, uh, I'll forever remember that now just because, you know, she passed away the day after my birthday. But anyway, (laughs) um, Annette Funicello was one of the original Mouseketeers, you know, she was one of the Mouseketeers that was handpicked by Walt himself. He, Walt Disney happened to see her as a 12-year-old uh, when she was performing as a swan queen in Swan Lake at a dance recital in California. You know, <laughs> and So Walt said, hey, I got this show, man. We're doing it. So she, she started her career in the Mickey Mouse Club. 
And as she grew up, you know, she got into singing and even more acting. And uh, uh, as she, when she was older, she got into all those little beach movies. You know, she was like a beach icon with like Frankie Avalon, like yeah. movies such as Beach Party, Muscle Beach Party, Bikini Beach, Pajama Party, Beach Blanket Bingo is the one that I know. Did mm-hmm. I come out right? Beach Blanket Bingo. That's tough. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, she, a big bucket of win for her as one of my favorite podcasters would say, man. B- great life, everything. Um, <clears throat> Annette Finicello, dude. What do you think? Uh, man, I mean, I, I, I didn't even know I, she had uh, she had, had complications with MS, and you know, I feel bad. I, I had no idea that. Um, that that had happened uh you know she kind of yeah. you know like every single time that they uh, it seems like every single time disney unveils a new movie or a stage show julie andrews pops up and uh you know just mary poppins always shows up at these things and i didn't even think about annette uh in right. in how come we weren't really seeing much of her and i guess it's because she was battling this illness and uh yeah sucks man uh they they had their quote uh, bob Iger was quoted the, the ceo of the walt disney company was quoted as saying annette was and always will be a cherished member of the disney family synonymous with the word mouseketeer and a true disney legend she is a disney legend folks uh, she will forever hold a place in our hearts as one of Walt Disney's brightest stars, delighting an entire generation of baby boomers with her jubilant personality and endless talent. Annette was well known for being as beautiful inside as she was on the outside, and she faced her physical challenges with dignity, bravery, and grace. All of us at Disney join with family, friends, and fans around the world in celebrating her extraordinary life. That little tribute to her in the... what was. Um, the Muppets attraction in the studios um, will have will have a very definite special meeting this week. Um, you know, you know which one I'm talking about, Danny. Ah, uh, yeah, the Annette full of Jello, the the literal net full mm-hmm. of Jello. Jello. Well, here's yeah. my question, because um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm aware of that tribute to her in Muppet Vision 3D with a huge mm-hmm. net full of Jello. And it's it's that's really clever. It, you know, Muppets 3D, one of the best cues um, on right. property. Uh, but my question is, I do you know? And and, and maybe we can figure this out. Uh, does she have a window on Main Street? Actually, uh, I just found this little article. This just in. Um, this was on the Disney Parks blog, and somebody saying that they hope as a tribute that that she'll get a window on Main Street. So mm-hmm. it seems like that she does not have her. <laughs> window yet because this person's still hoping that she'll get one yeah tribute i would hope so too i mean yeah Yeah. absolutely Uh, easily one of the most recognizable musketeers from back in the day you know ever uh, you know when i discovered musketeer it was like annette there you go you know there she is here's to you annette yeah see you real soon all right in another news uh this came out last week uh, the sequel to Finding Nemo has finally been announced. It's going to be called Finding Dory, and it's going to be opening November twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. Um, at first, when I, I saw this announced, it was announced on the Ellen DeGeneres show because apparently she's been lobbying for a Finding Nemo sequel for quite some right. time. So you know she's got to be happy that the sequel seems to center around her. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but um. I kind of thought when I first heard about this, when I saw Finding Dory, I'm like, I'm, uh, I sort of wondered whether or not it had been kind of like a uh, like a prequel to Finding mm-hmm. Nemo, uh, a, a sort of prequel where it's all about like, because when you meet Dory in Finding Nemo, 
it's like she's almost like she's running away from something. Her and Marlon collide, and boom, they meet, and right. That's you know, that's how he found Dory. So I was, I was thinking, well, maybe it'd be a whole movie leading up to Marlon's encounter with Dory, and that's how the film Finding Dory would end with Marlon finding Dory. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah that th- makes sense. Thought it was maybe thinking a little outside the box a little bit. So uh, when's it supposed to come out? It's supposed to come out November twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. But um, twenty fifteen. Okay. Yeah. But according to Andrew Stanton, director of the original, the film takes place about a year after the first one, um, and it's going to feature Marlon Nemo, the Tank Gang, you know, all the originals plus. Well, maybe it doesn't say all the originals, but. The right. the core group plus uh, some new characters, and it's going to be set along the uh, the California, in part at least, along the California co- uh, coastline. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I really am excited to see this. Uh, Finding Nemo is without a doubt my favorite uh, Pixar movie, bar none. I mean, it's it's not even close. It, it's my favorite Pixar right. movie by a mile, actually. Um, so I mean, so now it's now it's finding Dory. Is that correct? It's finding Dory. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, there's this little part of me that's nervous because it's a sequel, and you don't want to see them mess up the original. But I'm kind of a sequel person. I'm a sucker for sequels. You right. know, I. I I'm the kind of guy, like, if I'm sitting there watching a movie, as soon as the credits are rolling, I'm already wondering where would the story go from there? You know? (laughs) What's happening next? So I'm a sucker for a a sequel. At the same time, though, I'm aware that, you know, you can... uh, I don't don't think you can really mess up an original, but you can... The Matrix is the the closest thing that I can think of where you could really take a movie and just sully the rep- the, the the iconic um, nature of the first one by killing the story. I don't think Pixar is a competent group of people. They'll be right. able to go ahead and put – I mean, yeah, there was Cars 2, but it wasn't like Cars 2 was bad. It just was that Cars 2, you know, didn't seem like um, – a movie that really had something to say that needed to be made. You yeah, know? I remember you were saying that you had some reservations because, like, like Cars Two was like focusing on the comedic character, which was Mater, and then Fighting Dory is obviously being focused on the comedic character from Fighting Nemo, which is Dory herself. Yeah. So I'm, I remember when we were talking, you you kind of mentioned the, your, your reservations in that. Well, yeah, I do have reservations in that because I mean, just from a storytelling standpoint, a lot of times. These characters exist because they exist. I mean, they're kind of two-dimensional characters where they have this one little uh, tick about them that makes them identifiable and you care about them, but they, they are who they are. Whereas right. your your main character, your lead character, is a little bit more complex, a little bit more three-dimensional. Marlon uh, is more of a three-dimensional guy going through all sorts of different ranges of emotion, whereas Dory's right. pretty much, you know... <laughs> she's the same from when you meet her till just about the end of the film, whereas Marlon's gone through this tremendous journey, um, you know, and, and really has explored all, all levels of his psyche. Um, so there is a risk of that. I mean, you see that a lot of times where you have that little funny breakout character and then they try and structure right. a movie or a show around this person and, and it can't hold the audience's 
interest as well. I mean, it's like if if yeah. you if you watch Vacation with Chevy Chase, well, you, chances are you probably don't want to see a whole movie about Cousin Eddie, even though Cousin right. Eddie <laughs> is really the driving. But actually, you know, the best the, the way I heard it best put. Now that I think about it, was uh, by Frank Oz, kind of to keep the the Disney connection. Uh, yeah. There's, if you go to YouTube, you can find this. There's yeah. a great video that, if you're a Disney fan, and definitely if you're a Muppet fan, you need to watch. Uh, where it's Frank Oz and Jim Henson on stage, kind of doing a Q and A session, and while they're doing it, they bring out various Muppet characters. They bring out Fozzie, they bring out Kermit, they bring out. Um, Animal. They bring oh, out Animal. Cool. Yeah. And as as Frank Oz brings out Animal, and he does a couple of things with Animal, and he really he, he says Animal works best in short doses. He's, he's kind of monosyllabic, and really Animal at, at his core is like food, sex, and um, <laughs> how do you say it? Food, sex, and there was another thing. I can't remember rock what it was. Rock and roll, maybe? Rock and roll. There you go. Food, sex, yeah. and rock and roll. And that's it. And so, like, he, he works in short bursts is basically what Frank was saying. So, he kind of did, like, a, a little thing with him. And he, he, he put him right up, basically, because, like, I, he really, he's just somebody who reacts. And he reacts on these three levels, and that's it. Once He can't go beyond this. Right, and so right. that would be my hesitancy with seeing a, a movie built upon that kind of a character, you know. Well, but that being said, you know, unlike planes, at least Finding Dory is being done by the Pixar people, right? Yes, Finding Dory. Yeah, 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 it's going to be good. done by Andrew Stanton. And again, I, I, I'm a sucker for sequels. Uh, I think this is going to be good. There's a whole lot of ocean out there left for them to explore. So um, mm-hmm. I, I think they can do a good job with this. I really do, and I'm hopeful that they will. And um, I'll definitely be there to give it a shot. I mean, I'm not going to expect anything near the original on on the level of greatness that the original was. All I'm expecting right. is a nice little fun ride and a nice little right. nice little revisitation of these characters because they were some right. great characters. Just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to end this week's Q segment with some auditions news that I haven't uh, really kind of gone over in the past couple of shows. But anyway, for those that are looking to be part of the magic and create some magic for other people, which is always a, a great thing. Um, this comes straight from the DisneyAuditions.com website. So if you're interested in it, yeah, go re- reference that website on the Disney page. Anyway, they're looking for male actors with strong improv skills for the Laughing Stock Company over at Disneyland Resort. Um, you must be at least 18 years of age. Uh, the auditions will happen this coming Monday, tax day. Um, Sign-ins begins at 930. And the auditions will begin at 10 a.m. Um, do you know what the Laughing Stock Company is, Danny? I did some research just on this because I, I, I didn't know myself. No, are you, are you familiar with this group? I, not at all. I think it was something that kind of came along. Um, I thought it was after we left. I, 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 I didn't see anything like that when we were there in Disneyland. I thought I remember hearing some kind of a, a story about it opening up, uh, and yeah. I thought it was opening up as part of that limited time magic thing. But I, you know, I could right. be wrong. Yeah, well, they, they're looking for male actors for with strong improv skills, and the Laughing Stock Company is actually this little uh, comic troupe that usually performs outside of the Golden Horseshoe Review in Disneyland. And then I think maybe a couple of days of the week uh, they'll sub for Billy Hill and the Hillbillies, um, and actually perform inside the Golden Horseshoe Review itself. So, but most of the time they can be found just outside doing the little acts and vaudeville type routines just outside of the Golden Horseshoe Review. 
<clears throat> so that's the group that you're looking to audition with if you decide to go with that. Um, and the next thing that we got uh, coming up on Friday, April 19th, they're auditioning male and female vocalists for the Disney Junior Live on Stage and the Disney Junior's Play and Dine at the Hollywood and Vine. Um, the Disney Junior Live on Stage, as you know, is the, is the uh, actually, I, my, my little kid loves that show. It's Now it has like Princess Sophia, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, and uh, Dot Mustuffins as part of that. And they have usually one human uh, character element on there, and that's what you'd be auditioning for. And uh, the little uh, character breakfast that they have at the Hollywood and Vine, that's what you're auditioning for as well, as those couple of, I guess, character handlers as well as you're part of the show, you know, interacting with the guests as well. So um, that, that takes place at the Animal Kingdom rehearsal facility. And last but not least, on Monday, April 22nd, starting at, sign in between 8.30 and 10.30, and audition starting at nine. Uh, you can audition to be one of the Dapper Dans. How you like that, Danny? You want to be a Dapper Dan? You want to be a male vocalist for that? I'm a Dan. Uh, I don't know that I can handle being a Dan and Dapper at the same time. That's yeah, just too. That's just too much, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we don't qualify because they're looking for a male from the, between their twenties and thirties. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're probably past that age. <laughs> That's a little rough. I mean, I saw the Dapper Dans in Disney World. There were some older guys there. Yeah, I guess they're looking for younger people, you know. That's that's what this, this specifies here. And they, they'd like you to have some tap experience. So if you could do a little tap dance, a little soft shoe, I'm sure that would be a plus. But, yeah, they, they're looking for males 20s to 30s, and they're auditioning every voice in that group. So if you're a tenor or a lead singer or a baritone or a bass, um, you know, a true bass, you know, um, go go out for it. This is for the Dapper Dans at Walt Disney World. So they'll also audition at the Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility. Boy, I got to tell you, that must be a fun job, huh? Yeah, it must be. But I guess they're going younger now that the uh, Dapper Dans are doing boy group stuff. Now, now that they're going yeah, with I this whole so. Dapper Dans, the original boy band kind of <laughs> um, marketing campaign strategy thingy or something. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe trying to find like a new group of Dapper Dans will, will stick around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, if you're interested in doing that, there you go. There's your opportunity to be in it. And it looks like from the rest of the list that they're going to be auditioning for Dapper Dans uh, for a couple of other times after this. But I'll let you know about that later. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that's our cue. Let's head on over to the hub. All right. Welcome to the hub. And for today's topic, uh, we are talking about Disneyland for Walt Disney World people. How to avoid the feeling of being underwhelmed. You know, um, this kind, this kind, this topic kind of came into my mind because I, you know, I I'll listen to podcasts and stuff, and I'll hear people saying how they're Walt Disney World people, and you know, they they're scared of going to Disneyland because they don't want to get the feeling of being underwhelmed because you know they hear that it's a, it's only two parks. It's a little bit smaller, but I mean, Danny, you know, you know what I got to say to that? <laughs> you know, I say poppycock, <laughs> you know, poppycock, I'm horse bored. feathers. You know, I can't think of the word. Um, 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 yeah, that, uh, I yeah, no, I say nay. There you go. I'll say that. that uh, works. I'll say nay. That is incorrect. Pucky. Sorry. Bullpucky might be a good word for that. Um, was it? Bullpuppy? Bull, bullpucky. I think that was one of those old school 
sayings. <laughs> oh wow, okay, that works. I like that. Yeah. We could we can go with that one too. <laughs> any of those any of those little those little statements will go for that. Well, so, I mean, you know, and I think I don't know uh, if this show ever ever actually made it on the air, but um, I went to Disneyland a little less than a year ago. Uh, for the first time, and um, I kind of enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the Magic Kingdom over there at Disney World. I mean, the the Disney World experience being four parks, so much more to do. Um, right. It 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 can feel underwhelming if you're looking for that type of experience. But what I discovered going to the Magic, no, not the Magic. What I discovered going to Disneyland. Right. Was that most everything that you'd look for in the Magic Kingdom at Disney World, it's all there and then some. <laughs> right. Uh, you right. Get, you've got attractions there that aren't in, you know, the, the, the Magic Kingdom version. A lot of the uh, older attractions, uh, dark rides like Alice in Wonderland, uh, Mr. Right. Toad, the subs. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, I'm thinking Country Bears is is, a, is the only one I can really think of right off the top of my head that Walt Disney World has that Disneyland no longer has. Right, uh, right. They used to have at one point. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff packed into I mean, yeah, it's a little park. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff packed into every little nook and cranny, man. There's no detail or no stern unturned in that in that part. Oh yeah, no. Not at all. And in fact, it, it, to my like it's it's much more to my liking for the, you know, from the standpoint that you don't have to walk too far to find the next attraction. It's generally right, right next door. <laughs> you know, where, Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. I mean, my feet don't hurt as much, I think. It, absolutely. You wear down a lot slower. Um and you know, and it feels a lot more intimate. Uh right, right. But at the same time, you know, getting back to what we were saying the theme of it was my mother and father, they went with us this past trip. Mm-hmm. They had gone uh they'd gone a few years previous. And they came back and my dad's quote was that man, that that, that park was just nothing. I mean it's nothing. It's nothing close to what Disney World is. There's no point of ever going back there. Oh. Yeah, so I did. Again, I say nay, sir. <laughs> well, but that's going into it. Like, I, it was such a letdown to hear that. That I was like, you know, I, I had that dilemma. I had that that sense of, okay, if I go there, it's just going to be underwhelming. I need to guard myself in this. And I, I think everyone warned you about the castle being so much smaller, right? Um, and again, and I think this is a story that I've told previously. But I went to lunch with an Imagineer, and. Um, they have that kind of thing that you can do that over at um, over at Disney World. We met at the Brown Derby, and right. you know he told stories and he kind of opened it up for Q and A. And he kind of he, he basically said that you know whenever he goes to Disneyland, he keeps having to remind himself when he's walking down Main Street to look down to find the castle for the castle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah this is true. So that was beaten over my head enough times that when I actually went there and saw it. There was no letdown. There was no, oh, my God, it's so small. It was like, yeah, that's about what I pictured it to be. I will say the letdown for me was the size of the Haunted Mansion. I almost walked right past it because I see. It kind of blends in everything, doesn't it, in the Moreland Square? It blends in, and you also you see these pictures, and it looks like this big, you know, plantation-style home. home. Yeah, but it's, it's like when, I mean, we're in. 
in New Orleans. When you think of it, when you see it and you think of it and it looks like a plantation style um, home, the plantation right. style homes are generally bigger than that. So I guess I, right. I, I added size to it in my mind. So that was the one thing, um, size wise, where I, when I saw it, I was like, whoa, that is a. Uh, that's that's nowhere near the size that I thought it was going to be. I thought it'd be just maybe just a little bit bigger or something. Right, um, right. And there also wasn't any um, like if you go past the one in, in Disney World, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of sounds effects outside. You'll hear wolves howling. You'll hear you know different little yeah, things. Yeah, you know, and the one in Disney World, they got that whole uh, forced perspective thing happening too. So it looks much taller, almost like a psycho house. Oh yeah, kinda, uh, display kind of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like in one Disneyland, you're like right up on the house, you know, mm-hmm. like right up on that sucker. So yeah, um, that was uh, really the only thing um, size wise that was a little bit underwhelming about it. But I remember, so we went there, and my mom and dad came with us this time, right? And uh, prior to us going, we'd inter- we talked to them, and we. The, so wait, wait, the, wait. This is the most recent trip that, uh, that your your parents went with you again. Yeah, well, we hadn't gone before that. This is they went again. Over okay, okay. many objections, like, y'all are not going to enjoy this. Trust me, when y'all get there, y'all are just going to be like, this is ridiculous. We'll be done right. within a day. We'll have to go plan other things to do. All this stuff, you know. I just remember asking, I was like, did y'all go in the Matterhorn? And they're like, no. It's like, well, how did, Big Mountain, did you, how did you miss, what about Indiana Jones? I didn't see Indiana Jones. Really? Well, well what about. While you mentioned it, uh, uh, yeah, the Matterhorn. They hmm? have the Matterhorn. We don't. Yeah, that, that's another one they had that we don't. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I guess our, our equivalent would be Expedition Everest, which <laughs> yeah, you know. But even that, you know, Matherhorn, it was like the the uh, the roller coaster that started the whole tubular steel track right thing. You know, that was like the the first one that come out, and that goes and, back and, you know, to the, yeah, I mean, that's, that's history. I mean, I would dig that. Right, that goes to the history of that park. I mean, that that's part of uh, part of the joy of walking around that park. Is it knowledge to know this was the park Walt built, and there's all these little Walt sites. There's Club 33. There's Walt's apartment. You know, there's a spot on the Rivers of America that he used to sit out and look at. I mean, if you've seen any of the DVDs, they like to show Walt's spot. Um, Right. But, yeah, you get to see these little things where it's like it's instantly recognizable. It's And it's so much more authentic. Whereas you – yeah, you walk – through Disney World, and it looks like it was built to to move cattle through. <laughs> Just a large grouping of people. So, um, anyway, trying to go back to it. So, yeah, uh, I was really worried about being underwhelmed. I mean, yeah, right. very much underwhelmed. And, again, I can't speak for California Adventure. I w- was I underwhelmed by that? Mm, I-, I didn't think much of it. I'll be honest with you. Well, back but, when you went, it was still California Adventure, right? It was before the makeover, correct? They were right in the middle of the makeover. Cars was about the middle of it. Okay, yeah. Cars was Cars Land was two weeks away from opening. We had a brilliant view of it. If you stand by the Blue Sky Cellar, you could look right into it. Um, Right, but it was a good two weeks away from opening. So you know, you could see enough of it to see the the shape that it was taking. Um, It's just to me, it's a hodgepodge of ideas. I mean, it's really I just don't see the, the the common theme element now I know they've kind of redone it to be like the 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 California that Walt visited when he yeah when he when he arrived but I don't know how the Muppets fit into that <laughs> I don't know how um do the Muppets really fit into anything I think the Muppets <laughs> are just the Muppets I, you know I think they they fit into the studios well that's my favorite area in the studios is that little Muppets area um 
Yeah, I think they just take over a part, a part of the park. Right. I mean, Soren. What does that have to do with Walt's time? You know, <laughs> in right, right, California. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that one's kind of a leftover. Right, but. I tell you, we got there, we spent about six days there, and we still didn't get to do everything we wanted to do. That's how much I it was. A, mm-hmm. It was it was just at the beginning of the summer, so it it was it was crowded, but it wasn't that crowded. Now my mom and dad they said when they went there wasn't a soul in the park and they could just right. hop on from one thing to the next, but um which I would have greatly appreciated because there was so much stuff that I wish I could have done twice, like Indiana Jones. Right, um right. But I never got that feeling of, of being underwhelmed. Um, but what I would say, if you're going to talk about the things that might underwhelm you, aside from the castle size, um, transportation might be an issue for you. Uh, the, you know, Depending you, on where you're staying, I guess, yeah, right? If you're not – like I love – we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. I loved it. You got up. You yeah. stepped out your door. You were right in the middle of downtown Disney. You walked down the way, and boom, you're right inside – uh, which yeah, you, you yeah. were right by the the little in between between uh, California Adventure and Disneyland. One's to the left, one's to the right, and right. there's no need for you know separate transportation to t- get you over there. But if you're not staying at one of those hotels, then you, you kind of get a, a little bit of a problem. And I don't know that you have bus service. Um, I think they right. have the little carts, maybe. But my, I know my I'm sister. Sure maybe some of the bigger hotels might have. I think they have like a little shuttle. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a little shuttle thing that you got to take. It's it's not the bus system that you're, you're you're used to. So that 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 was one of my sister and, and brother in law's complaints when we went was that you know they wish they would have stayed at a hotel on property because getting home took them forever. Um, where did they stay? Hmm. Where did they stay? They stayed off. You know, Hilton, guess, Marriott, right? something. You know, one of those. One of those chain hotels um, in, in Anaheim. Yes, or were they further than that? No, they were in Anaheim. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, the, the, they were within. Uh, they weren't too far away from the from the uh, from the park itself, and and that's part of the other thing that they kind of said about it. That again, if you're not staying at a Disney hotel and you stay at one of those Marriotts and stuff like that, you're walking through Anaheim on your way to get. Or, or you're riding through Anaheim and you're waiting to get to the park, and it just, according to them, it just takes you out of the moment. It, when you see right, right. the surrounding area, you don't feel like you're in a Disney. Like when you, when you stay on the grounds in Disney World, you have several different options, and you always feel right. like you're within the magic. Whereas, depending on where you stay over there, you're completely out of it. Um, right. I love my Disneyland hotel room. I, that <laughs> that was one of the best rooms I've ever stayed on on any of the hotel properties, including the deluxe resort over in uh, Disney World. Right. But the other... Yeah, I guess, I guess staying off property there is kind of like if you stayed on 192 or like International Boulevard, like one of those hotels kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you leave Disney property and then you're just like you're back in the real world for a temporary instant. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I, I thought that was a little bit underwhelming was Big Thunder Ranch. It looked a little okay. bush league. Uh, I don't know. If, do you remember that? You walk in. It's no, like no. I don't remember that. One. Big Thunder. Uh, it, 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 it's like a petting zoo. It really. I did not expect to see a petting zoo in the middle of of. I mean, it's like wow. For such for a place with you know such limited space, uh-huh. to have a petting zoo in the middle of it, and, and not only just a petting zoo, they have you know they have the uh, the turkeys. 
that right. are pardoned. That's where they're at right. as well in that little Big Thunder Ranch area. They have little oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> little animals that you can go pet. They have a, a Big Thunder barbecue place, and they have like a little stage where they right. have little performers get up there and do dances and stuff like that uh, and songs. But that to me was a little like, eh, this feels a little. Feels a little bush league. This feels like doesn't <laughs> this? This does seem like it's out of place. This does seem like if they really wanted to do something here, they could. Um, right, right. This isn't necessarily, um, you know, this isn't necessarily an attraction that you make it a point to stop. I mean, we. To me, it was just like it was like a marvel. It's like wow, th- I can't imagine this is in a Disney park, a petting zoo. Uh-huh. Ne- just didn't occur to me. So that was. Um, I do not remember that at all. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go look online. You'll you'll see pictures of it. It it that area in and of itself was probably the one part of the park where I'm like, oh yeah, this feels like the minor leagues. Um, I'm trying to think what else did I come up with that I thought was a little bit un, uh, underwhelming. I, I'll tell you this much: the courtesy <laughs> of the cast members. It's not even close. Like the cast members in Disneyland, I found. Right. You know, they they were not to say they weren't hospitable. They were they were they were nice and kind, but they didn't go that extra mile like the the cast members in Orlando go. Right, like, right. You know, and I've heard that before. It's a little different between there. Oh yeah, and and they don't put up with much for too long. I mean, they're they're nice to a point, but like I remember, uh, I got in the line for the, there was this one little stand where they were selling uh, brats, and I got in line for one and. They ran out, and then everyone was like, oh, and they we left, and all of a sudden they put up a sign, okay, more brats, and we went back, and yeah. stand in line, and get up there, and it's my turn, it's like, okay, I'd like one, like, we have no more. I'm like, oh, we, we just stood in line all this time, and she's like, next, and it's like, wait, well, hold up, wait, let me try and get something oh. else, you know, <laughs> hold up. And then my sister got yelled at on the canal boats, like we were doing Storybook Land, and yeah. her kids, they're a little bit older, not quite appreciating the you know the miniatures the whole, yeah. yeah so the miniatures stuff yeah one of them were talking and they were pointing out that there was a duck and it was the duck was as big as a little miniature house and and my sister starts beating in there she's talking to them and, and got fussed at like hey ma'am 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 please you need to be quiet and kind of like whoa never been snapped at like that in the Disney <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little bit different is that the cast members are a little bit more uh, aggressive, I should say. There's no dining plan, too. That's the other thing I noticed when I went, when we got there. There's no dining plan. The restaurants aren't quite as plentiful. Like I think like there's right. signature restaurants that, you know, I think you got the Blue Bayou and the Napa Rose. Yeah. Uh, Steakhouse 55, I think, is the other one that's uh, in the Disneyland Hotel that's, that's right. really known for being um, fine dining. You know, right, again, right. Disney World, you got a ton of them. Um, Atana, yeah, Narcos. You got some of the restaurants are they're downtown Disney too. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that, a little bit of that kind of action. So yeah, the the dining is is a little underwhelming, um, right? But I, you know, I I want to say that's about it. Okay, and and I did mention um, no dining, no dining plan at all, right? I did say that, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no dining plan at all. You, yeah, you said that they had like a. What they what they have cool. is like a. So the, those are the things that you said that were underwhelming, right? Yeah, but what they did have though in place of the dining plan was a prepaid meal voucher, which basically you pay for these meal vouchers, 
and uh-huh. you use that towards the cost of your food. But I mean, it was like it was almost like having a gift certificate where you, if you pay twenty dollars, you get twenty dollars, and I mean, there was no deal to it, so it right, made no right. sense to really do it. Um, kind of like traveler's checks. There you go. So yeah, pretty much. That was everything that I could think of that I found to be overwhelming, and that was nitpicking. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's not too bad. So, guys, so let's explore what it would be to prevent a Walt Disney World person from being underwhelmed. Okay, and so one of the first points that I want to point out. I mean, even if you're not into complete history of the parks or anything else, but you have to respect this because, you know, our Florida park is named after the sky, but you know, Walt Disney walked in that park. We kind of touched upon that. You know, he was standing here, standing there. He had his design imprint on some of the rides and stuff. But, I mean, the actual dude himself, you know, Walter Elias Disney, walked in that park, you know, uh, on the same ground that you're kind of walking through as you enter through on Main Street and stuff, you know. Um, All the little rides and attractions that have been there since opening day, I mean, he had a hand on it. He, The Matterhorn, he was in there. You know, he was talking about things. He, His eyes saw that, you know. And so if it wasn't for him, you know, if anything, if people going, well, there were people going there need to respect that um, park just because of that fact, you know, because it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had our Florida park. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just like um, uh, he wouldn't have thought about looking around and saying, you know, I need more space. <laughs> and so I am going to, you know, I'm going to secretly buy up some land in this other Orange County in Florida has similar weather and whatnot, you know. And buy enough land to where I won't get locked in um, like I did at Disneyland. And it's kind of funny because, you know, you talk about getting locked in. You know, at one part of the park, you see these row of trees and stuff. And you can especially see it when you're on the monorail, taking the monorail. You can you can see Ventura Boulevard on the other side of those kind of trees. You know, you don't get that kind of complete isolation like you do in Disney World. Mm-hmm. But um, that's I, I would say that's a major fact to really consider. If you're a first-time visitor to Disneyland and, uh, you know, you know Walt Disney World all your life, I mean, the dude walked there. You know, he stepped through those gates, the same kind of thing as you are. His eyes looked upon a lot of the stuff that's, you know, that that particular land. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would also point to, again, now you're talking about things to kind of like psych yourself up when you're going, things to, to, to yeah. keep in mind. Okay. Um, things to prevent yourself from being under, thinking that you're going to be underwhelmed. Okay, I'll tell you another one right there. Uh, 99.9% of the attractions there, even... You know, even if it's if it's the exact same type of attraction as in Disney World, the Disneyland version is is better. Pirates is better. Haunted Mansion is better. Um, yeah. Well, Haunted Mansion, Haunted Mansion's got a couple of, um, of upgrades over there in the Disney World version that I, that I do kind of like. I'm not traditionalist to the point to where it's like, okay, you can't touch it. Um, I like right. what they've done to the Disney World version. So. Um, uh, for that matter, let's throw in Space Mountain, man. I think their Space Mountain's a little bit better than ours. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, trying to think. what uh, The Jungle Cruise is better. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yeah, you know, Piranha attacked the boat, actually, in that one. Um, yeah. Well, I, if we're going to compare, let's compare ride systems. I mean, similar ride systems, Indiana Jones yes. and uh, Dinosaur. Indiana mm-hmm. Jones blows dinosaur out the water. I mean, I and you know me, I love dinosaur. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I would take Indiana Jones any day over that. Oh, better theming, yeah, yeah. Oh, better theming, better. You know, just everything. It's just, it's just you know, the queue area, everything's just absolutely incredible on in that ride. And there, oh, well, there goes another point to be not underwhelmed. They have the Indiana Jones uh, um, 
Temple of the Forbidden Eye, mm-hmm. right? Attraction. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> that doesn't get you plumped up. I mean, you know, I don't know. That's just me, though. I love that ride. And uh, uh, yeah, and like we we touched on previously, uh, a better fantasy land would would with more dark rides that you know, would really you know represent to me what fantasy land should be about the Alice right. in Wonderland, the Mister Toad, Pinocchio's daring journey. Um, they Cinderella, still, yeah, Cinderella. No, wait, not Cinderella. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And you get the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough. You have. Yeah. Um, you, they still have a Snow White dock ride. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, the storybook yeah, now. Mr. Toad. Yeah, Mr. Toad. Oh, th- another point, man. Come on, Walt Disney World people. Yeah, Mr. Toad <laughs> still lives in Disneyland. I mean, oh, come on. If you love Mr. Toad in Disneyland, uh, Disney World. There it is. You know, <laughs> uh, that, that, that's enough to get me going too. Yeah, the 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 subs. I love no, man, and I was so disappointed when they got rid of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea over at, at mm-hmm. Walt Disney World. Um, the sub ride is just so cool. I, <laughs> there's something about the idea of going down into the water and you know right. seeing all these things happening under the water. I mean, the subs are really really cool. So I mean, they oh, have yeah. a better Fantasyland. They have a better um, Main Street. Without a without a doubt, uh, Adventureland as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Even Tomorrowland, you know, I, I tend to like. I don't, I'm I'm not a big fan of the fan of the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor or Stitch's Great right. Escape. Um, yeah, that yeah, just doesn't really do anything. I think the Tomorrowland in Walt Disney World is really kind of dull. Whereas you go to the Tomorrowland in Disneyland, and there's Star right. Tours. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go to MGM to go find Star Tours. There it is. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, Space Mountain, and, and and like you said, Space Mountain. But now, the layout of the one in Disney World, I kind of find to be a little bit better, and I do like the People Mover. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in in Disney World, uh, although like they the really, mover, I agree with that. Man, they really kind of need to do something about that People Mover, don't they? I mean. All the sites on there, like the futuristic sites, it's like the the future of the eighties kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right, know, right. you have the woman with the little thing that goes over her head to get her hair done. Um, you know, that nineteen eighties version of the future, like where you see that robot right there right. by the entrance to the uh, the people mover, where he has a little typewriter within him, where I guess he types out the news, and then huh. have you seen that? No, no, I don't. I haven't seen that. Okay, it, it's you know it, it's like a little um, it's like a little statue in Disney World. You know, not, not like a statue, but like a um, how do I put it? You know, like that how they have that little character with the one eye. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. That little that little alien dude walking that, that looks like he's almost like blending in, like he's walking around Tomorrowland. Well, there's also a, right. a robot looking statue dude. Uh, who's like a pa- he? He's like a paper boy kind of thing, right? And what he has is like he, you can see inside of his chest, and in his chest is like a little mini typewriter that I guess types out the news of the day and prints it out for you. So mm-hmm. like in that in those days, a printer would have been a typewriter <laughs> that, right. that that, that oh, types out on its own and spits out the news. So all that stuff kind of needs to be updated. I mean, Tomorrowland, you know, it is what it is. But um, right, right, right. I digress. Yeah, they also have interventions there like they do, but, uh, you know, I admit, I, I think our interventions are better. It's like their interventions was like almost like an afterthought thrown into the old Carousel of Progress building. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, 
Interventions is something I kind of breeze through. I don't really spend a whole lot of time in interventions, so I can't really say that I could really compare and contrast that one well. But um, I'm trying to think what else there tomorrow. Oh, that Tomorrowland had the subs. What am I saying? I'm thinking the the subs were in uh, Fantasyland, but no, that was in Tomorrowland. Now, I guess the Matterhorn would be in Fantasyland, right? Yeah, the Matterhorn's in Fantasyland. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of pulling up a map here to look at that. Oh, and that's another thing I forgot. The the teacups are uncovered at um, in in California. Yes, because the weather is not as hot as it would get down here in Florida. But yeah, if you you know if you ever wonder what it was like to do the teacups out in the nice sun and everything else, mm-hmm. there's your opportunity. Oh, and and that's the other thing is that you know it, it, again if you're looking for something to tell yourself, the weather is ten times nicer in oh, California yeah, than what it than what you're going to find in Orlando. Um, Oh, and, speaking of uncovered, even their small world is uncovered. You know, it's 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 outside in the. I mean, it's outside in the elements, pretty yeah. much. It's not like within inside a show, but like you know how ours, you have all the the clock tower and everything else. Mm-hmm. And the decorations are on the inside. Mm-hmm. You go inside the show building; it's there. But out out in Disneyland, man, it's out in the wide open. There's like no roof. You see the clock. You see all the little, uh, you know, little, the, the little cityscape kind of thing that they have at at, at their small world. You know, so that that's actually kind of neat and different. So you're loading and loadouts outside as well. You know? Yeah, the boats travel outside the show building, and that's another one where again, the the attraction itself is better than mm-hmm. the Disney World yeah. version. In fact, they that's the one they, that it's kind of weird that they would have updated the the Disney World Haunted Mansion as much as they've done and left the old one alone. But yet the old Small World in uh, Disneyland, they've tinkered with and put in the new, newer Disneyland characters, uh, right. but left the <laughs> left the one in Florida alone, and you you don't see any of that. So right. that's it, kind of weird that they would have chose to do one and not the other. Hmm. Um. Not to jump parks or anything. Well, actually, no. I'm, let me stay, I'm gonna say in the, the Disneyland park. Um. Another thing that that kind of makes it interesting is, uh, and. Yeah, they have a Fantasmic, but it's a little bit different when you see Fantasmic uh, on the Rivers of America. Now, no, I think you, you said you, you saw it and you had a little bit of a different experience kind of thing. Is that right? I saw it and, uh, you know, it, it's hard for me to say. Uh, it's hard for me to say, but my guess was that the Fantasmic in Disney World was longer. And, and I have nothing to base that on except for this. We were standing outside in line for Pirates of the Caribbean and had just entered the show building uh, where you're walking right alongside um, the the boats that are going to take you uh, through Pirates of the the Caribbean. And right as we walked into that show building, Fantasmic started. We got on the boat, rode through Pirates of the Caribbean, got out and caught literally the last two to three minutes of oh, that's right. Yeah, Fantasmic, and it had me thinking to myself, okay, I, you know, because Fantasmic, when you go see it in Disney World, they have a whole theater mm-hmm. dedicated to it, and I want to say it was like a twenty to thirty minute show, um, right. and it just didn't seem to me we were riding that ride for twenty to thirty minutes. So, um, right, right, that's what had me suspecting that maybe the one over there was a little bit longer in Disney World. Oh, yeah. I'm saying. Um, but I don't know because I didn't actually sit through, didn't time it, didn't time the original. I mean, not the original, the uh, the Florida version. Um, right. But it was just amazing to see, like you said, that whole thing play out on the Rivers of America as opposed to being right. in this show amphitheater building kind of thing. 
Right, which I think I actually kind of like because it's kind of funny when you're just sitting there watching Rivers America and all of a sudden, you know, these, these show elements start popping up from out of nowhere. And mm. all of a sudden it's like it's, it gets converted into this phantasmic stage. It's like, oh, wow, this is, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, let's see. Do, does, does Disney World still have the Davy Crockett Explorer canoes? Do you know? I want to say no. I don't think so. Yeah, I think they got rid of them a while back. You know, yeah, it, I'm looking at something that said they used to be at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, Disneyland still has it, I think. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't know for sure because so, that was one of the things that I wish we would have gotten because I, I believe they had the Pirate's Lair over there on Tom Sawyer's Island, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we wanted to check that out, and that was just one of the things we never got to do because yeah. we thought we were going to have all this time and... You know, once the park got busy, it got busy, and they were really, you know, you, you were at the mercy of the crowds, and uh, there was right. only so much time in the day, and, you know, riding those little boats over, especially with a, you know, Lily had just turned two at that point, so, um, right. yeah, that was a little bit problem- problematic uh, to do that, and plus, she really, she fell in love with the carousel. She didn't want to get off the carousel. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I-, I believe, yeah, the Tom Sawyer's Island, much better. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. I mean that, and, and yeah, judging from I hear it's it's. I'm look. I'm, I'm reading about it, and it's, it just looks pretty cool. I, you know, I, I would dig that. That's another good reason to to not be. You know, I mean, it just goes to show you. There's a lot that is packed into that little space. That's yes. just awesome. You know, uh, there's there's a lot of awesome in that little space, and you, you just gotta you gotta respect that little park for that. I would say um, there's more packed in that park than what there is in. The Magic Kingdom at Disney World, without a doubt. Right, right, And right. Uh, like I said, it's closer together. And if you think it's small, it's not. It just is not. It, it, is it smaller than a Magic Kingdom? Yes. But it's a – not to sound uh, – <laughs> not not to give a, a – um, what, what might sound like a um, – <laughs> I don't know how to put <laughs> this um, – it's a good size. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll leave it at size. that. I just don't, I don't know how far you want me to go on this show. Oh, no. It's, I, th- I think the listeners, I and myself, get the idea. It's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a good size. It's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another thing, man. They, they got Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin in Toontown. Yes. Toontown still exists there, man. Yeah, Toontown still. And hey, that's that's a ride that they don't have here, and it's a totally different ride system that yeah. that's pretty unique to that particular attraction. Mm-hmm. Did you get to ride that when you went? Yes, absolutely. Made it a point to do yeah, it. Yeah, that it's a great ride, man. Yeah. you know, there's a point when you know, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the cab. Um, Herbie, the cab that you run. Wasn't it Herbie? Yeah. No, yeah, Herman. Yeah, Wait, and then there's a point where he 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 drives through the dip, and then all of a sudden your car starts going out of control a little bit. So it's almost like a spin car. You know, you can start spinning your, your little cabbie out yeah. of control. It's kind of neat. That that's actually uh, that's a fun ride. You know, um, I I think you know. I'm dead wrong on the cab name. Hold up, isn't it like Lenny or something like that? It, it's oh Lenny the cab. You're right. Yeah, yeah it's Lenny. Herman. That, that sounds right. That was the name of the baby. Yeah, yeah. Herman was the name of the baby. That's right. Okay. Oh, you know, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, speaking of, it's kind of an aside. I was listening to one of the. Uh, I forget whose podcast it was. I want to say it was maybe Ricky's. Inside the magic, but he said as part of like the um, what's that? Uh, some show where they had like long lost characters. They had Roger Rabbit come back out for a little bit. I don't know if he did any kind of meet and greets, but he was part of a show at one point um, during this past one or I guess it was maybe two weeks ago that it happened. He came out. Yeah, so that's actually kind of. I wouldn't mind taking a picture with Roger. You know, <laughs> and I hadn't seen that since I was a little kid. <laughs> well, you know, 
I told you we were at Disney World when they did the long lost character. I never saw Roger Rabbit. I don't know if the the I don't know if the oh, Disney yeah. World World equivalent just doesn't have a Roger Rabbit costume on hand. I doubt that, um, mm-hmm. but it's possible, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, isn't Rod? They're doing things again with Roger, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit more Roger if you don't get a second chance at that uh, at that photo. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to take a picture with you know, take a picture with Roger Rabbit and Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, <laughs> both together. You know, I think that'd be cool. Now you're getting greedy. <laughs> yeah, let's get all the. I guess those are the only bunnies. Huh? Oh, oh we, we could say Br'er Rabbit. Yeah, there you go. let's throw him in there. How many other rabbits do they got? Uh, bugs. Yeah, a, you have a, to get a, bugs a, a to jump ship. All three of those guys. <laughs> you know. Oh, well, well, no, the 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 bunny oh, wait, from a, there's a rabbit from uh Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, there's four. Yeah, give me all, all give me all the Disney rabbits. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> on Thumper, uh, I guess we got three. Man, no, okay, I can go on now. Wow, you know, on Easter they should totally do that, where it's like an all rabbit themed, you know, park excursion. Actually, oh, that is awesome. You yeah, know what? I, yeah, I, that, that would be pretty killer to have all the all all the rabbits in the parks one day. I'm saying that, but I think I just saw pictures like that from this oh, past did? Easter. I think I did where they had the where they had Thumper and the rabbit. No, no Oswald. Um, with the rabbit from Winnie the Pooh, and um, oh man, we just named them all, and I'm, I'm blanking. Oswald, Roger Rabbit. No, um, Roger no, rabbit was se- Winnie the Pooh and Thumper. Ro- no, Roger was something separate. But I thought there was a third rabbit. I must be. I may be blanking. Yeah, uh, we said what? Roger, Thumper, um, Rabbit. Uh, is, there, is there a name for Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh? No, Br'er Rabbit. Call Br'er Rabbit. That's the third oh, one. Oh, Br'er Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. From the uh, Song of the South. Yeah, Br'er Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that, I, that, that's my magic already thought for that for this for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would like to see that on Easter. Okay, I like I said. Boy, talk about go talk look about it like, up. Like I think they did it. If that were to happen, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already crowded on Easter with the parade and everything, and then you throw that element in there. Holy Moses. Uh, I like I said. I think they did it. I mean, go back and look at some of the pictures uh, on the net. Uh, they weren't too hard to find, but I think that they did do that. I think there was. Now I don't know if they did photo opportunities with all three of them together, but I'm ninety percent sure that you, you, you had those three rabbits out there together. Because I remember seeing it and, and thinking, "Oh, that's kind of cool," and just blanked out on oh, it j- cool. until just now. Okay, I'm gonna have to go to Easter. Go in during Easter now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna try to plan a trip to go during Easter just to, just to experience that. That'd be pretty cool. Because I went Easter once. I don't remember doing that. I don't. I don't remember if I was in the, par- the right park at the time. <laughs> but anyway, I digress from the topic. You know. Yeah. Um, another thing. I mean, I know it's not Disneyland Park, but if anything, to get out to Disneyland Resort in general. I mean, now they have Cars Land. You know, who doesn't want to see Cars Land? I mean, I, I know I do. I'm yeah. pretty sure you do, you know. I mean, all the things that they just created with all that. I mean, you know, uh, again, ride systems, you know. You got the, um, oh, what's the name of the attraction there? Um, 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 oh, the Monument Valley attraction. Oh, what's the Cars Land attraction? The big one. I'm drawing a blank now. Lightning oh. McQueen something racers or something like that. I <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Radio, Radio Springs racers. There you yeah, go. The Radio Springs racers. The uh, test track, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yeah. had my druthers. I picked that one over this. I've never been on it, but just for looking on videos and stuff, it just looks awesome. Again, peeking into and really seeing, I saw it all. I mean, I saw everything. I you know, except for being inside the actual you know ride building itself, where you, you do the radiator, where you do the Radiator right. Springs Racer 
ride itself. Um, it looked nice. I mean, and yeah, I definitely wanted to go run around and explore in there a little bit. But I mean, Cars not being one of my favorite movies. I mean, not that I thought it was a bad movie, just right. you know, just wasn't one that I'm like, okay, of of all the worlds that I really want, want to explore, you know, I want to I want to take a look at this Cars thing. Eh, not so much. I mean, so right. It's it's nice. I'd really like to do that ride, but beyond the Radiator Springs Racer ride, I don't know that I really care about riding the little tractors. Um, yeah, or Luigi's uh, <laughs> flying tire. That might be tires. well. That you might know, be I cool. Ride it just before they decide to get rid of it. Yeah, you know it's coming. And that poor thing. I, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I was I'm hoping it lasts long enough for me to go over there and experience it myself. <laughs> I mean, I already missed out on the beach balls. I mean, you heard yeah. they got rid of the beach balls that used to be on there, you know? Well, we did say that if, we, if we're going to do a field uh, show again or we're going to take a, a Magic Our Way trip, you know, I'm, I've said it just personally. I'm not going back to Disney World until, at the very least, they finish up all the construction in Fantasyland. I'm, you know, the last trip over right. there, it was nice, but it, it definitely took something away from it. And I'm... Right. You know, I'm just more of a Disneyland type person when I, than what I am, you know, Magic Kingdom, uh, MGM. I, you know, I, the, the, what I saw in Disneyland, I mean, it sucks that it, it's so far away and it takes a lot longer to get to, but right. I would so much rather spend a weekend over there than, you know, than in Florida because there's less pressure to do as much, but there's just right. so much more to do in such a little space. I mean, it's, it's perfect. Oh, I would agree with that. You know, last time I went, I stayed at Disneyland Hotel, and my favorite part of my day was, you know, when I'd leave the hotel – you know, I was on one end of downtown, their downtown Disney. You had to walk all the way through to get to the entrance of the parks. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was just the coolest thing for me. Because, you know, in the evening, too, when I left either one of the parks, I walked straight through downtown Disney. And it was just the, just the coolest thing, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you did the- Where it's like, you know, for us to do that, we have to drive from the park to the downtown Disney mm-hmm. and then back to our hotel. You, you know, I could take a nice leisurely stroll, just kind of unwind decompress from the day or get myself psyched up as I'm walking through downtown Disney kind of thing. It was like a it was like a pre-show and a post-show, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, you did the exact same thing we did. That, that's exactly what I was describing before. When we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, the exact same experience. You you woke up, you walked out, you walked straight through downtown Disney, you're right there in the middle of it, and it is. Mm-hmm. It's, you do feel like you know, I I know, and I never stayed at the Grand Californian, but like it, it's they say that it, it's almost like you're you're staying within the park itself because yeah, you, half the park is overlooking ca- the California Adventure Park. Yeah, um, me, I, I wanted to be in the Disneyland Hotel just because I like the idea of the history of it. And oh yeah, I was the same way. Yeah, wasn't disappointed in the least. Loved that place, and and. And I'd probably choose to do it again over doing the Grand Californian, even though I, I probably ought to give it a shot. But um, yeah. love that Disneyland hotel. I mean, did, did w- the last time you went there, did they have the monorail pool? I don't remember. Because I got there before they did. I stayed there as they were starting the remodeling process. Mm. So there was a lot of stuff that was walled off that I couldn't see or access. So I, I probably it might have been there, but I couldn't get to it, or they might have been putting it in. I'm not too sure. I don't remember. Hmm. But yeah, I I, I stayed there before they remodeled. 
I mean, I mean, the pictures that you sent me when you went, man, it just looks great. I want to go back. You know? <laughs> that, I really want to go back. That's the thing, man. Uh, it, what was the name of the bar? Trader Sam's? Is that what it is? Um, well, hold on. Let's see. The, the Wonders of Google. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The, the Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Hotel Bar? It, I'd say Pool Bar. Tr- try that, you know? Because um, I, I, I'm trying to say Trader Sam, and I know Trader Sam's. Oh, Trader Sam's. Sam. Is that the name of it? Yeah, I think so. Trader Tam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. There you go. Oh, wait, no, no. Yeah, at the Disneyland Hotel Pool area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that place was wonderful. They had live entertainment out there every night, uh, you know, playing Hawaiian music, and, and, you know, you get to sit outside in that nice California weather, ordering appetizers. Yeah. Oh, great. Absolutely great. You know, they say they, got, they have some of the uh, remnants of the Adventurers Club there. They have some of the artifacts that used to be there. Adventures Club, they they moved over there. Yeah, it, that is true. Closed down. They they do have now. I can't sit there and tell you what what the particular items would be, but if you look, the walls were lined with stuff, kind of like the Adventures Club was. So right, yeah, right. It, it it wouldn't surprise me in the least if the, if um you know some pe- somebody some listener can go out there and pick out the specific items that right. that were the same. But yeah, the, I I remember seeing the the uh, the lining of the walls and being like oh my god that's that's like the adventures club in fact i believe like they they have and i didn't get to see the effect when we were in there but right. there's like a ship that sinks or something uh-huh. in the in the background and i think there was also a similar kind of thing that happened in the adventurers club oh right 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 so can um, see outside of the uh see, in the little window that is kind of reminiscent of the tiki room yeah it's got like a projection window you can see the ship sinking and stuff yeah so, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, there's another point, man. Get yourself because there's no Trader Sam's here, let alone Adventures Club. Not, so no, that's just another point for you to want to check out um, uh, to go on a Disneyland resort and not be underwhelmed. I mean, there's uh, there's just so much cool stuff. You're you're not yeah, gonna you be. Know. Yeah, you're there's n- another. Oh, there's a. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you're not going to be underwhelmed. You're just not. I mean, no, if you're a you're Disney fan in any way, shape, or form, if you're somebody who listens to a podcast, who appreciates the history of the parks, who likes to know the inside stories of how these things came about and how they were created and the different people who contributed to it, that's the kind of people that I would think are listening to these podcasts, people who want to know more about the, the inner workings. And there is right. no way... That you're going to be disappointed going oh, right. to Absolutely the not. original park. I mean, in in fact, more than likely, I say you you're probably going to fall in love and you're going to you're going to want to make it. You're going to want to go back like we do. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, in fact, if you know if you're still having issues or concerns, I mean, feel free to email us and we'll bring you on the show and we'll chat with you. We'll talk with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get you amped up to ready to go to Disneyland Park. You know, plan if you plan a trip or planning a trip. <laughs> and you're a little unsure, man. Let us know, dude. We'll call you up, we'll get you on the show. We'll we'll chat. I want. I want I'd like to hear some of y'all's concerns. You know. Um, oh, I guess I should mention the email, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, MagicRway at gmail dot com. I'll probably well, have said it ten million times now by the time this episode airs. But anyway. Um, oh, here's another point. Um, I think my, my cousin lives out there, and she's a Disneyland fan as much as I'm a, like a Walt Disney World fanboy, mm-hmm. and. Um, she likes the popcorn out there better than our popcorn. <laughs> Get out of here. And she loves she loves popcorn, and I'm fine with that. You hmm. know? Interesting. Which is cool. So, there, so if you're a popcorn fan, you know, you might get better popcorn over there. 
better I, Disney popcorn. I tell you what, I love the corn dogs. I mean, I, my, my wife and I sat down in because uh, I wanted to make it a point to dine in the Golden Horseshoe. Right, because of the history of that place, and even though right, it absolutely. wasn't, yeah, even though it wasn't set up for a show when we went in there, um, it, it was just something really cool. And you looked at the little, the little boxes around there. Okay, Walt would have sat right up there to watch the shows. Uh, you know, it, there's there's a really really cool element about that. But the corn dogs, uh, they had fried fish. Um, that was really 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 good. Um, I, yeah, I, oh, and the train. That's the other thing. Ride the train. The train. You know, yeah. You, oh, absolutely. You ride the Disney World train, you probably think to yourself, okay, if I get in the Disneyland train, I'll just go around in a circle, and uh, it's just a transportation thing. No, there's stuff to see on the train. It's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, you got all the dioramas. And yeah, stuff the Grand Canyon. That's kind of missing from our train thing. The dinosaurs. I mean, that was just, you know, I knew about it. But like when you hear diorama, you're like, that's oh, going to be this little thing. No, it was impressive. It was very, very impressive. Right, um, right. That's the other thing you should probably know also is that the monorail, not a system of transportation in Disneyland. It's, no, it's an attraction in to, there Tomorrowland, basically. Yeah. I, it, mean, you, you, I guess you could kind of use it to get to that, what's that, Paradise Pier Hotel? Mm-hmm. It, it links up to, but. Yeah, it's really. Maybe the Grand Californian. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, you know, it's more or less an attraction. Yeah, it really it doesn't save you any time. It really doesn't. I mean, you you pass it on your way. You only by the time you pass the entrance to the monorail, walk up the stairs, mm-hmm. wait for it to come, and then transport you transport you inside the park. You could have easily just walked right into the entrance of, of Disneyland. So really, as far as as a ride system, I mean, as far as a transportation system, it doesn't you know it doesn't really save you any time. But as far as just being able to kind of get a different vantage point different view looking over the oh it's magnificent oh yeah it's neat it's a little bit smaller too than our trains Mm -hmm. but they they got that they just recently got those new trains with that neat color scheme yeah like the whole red it doesn't have the stripe it's like the entire if it's monorail red the entire thing is red it's actually kind of cool yeah when we rode it it was a theme for cars oh cool yeah because the whole cars land tie-in kind of thing so it was like cars monorail kind of thing so right right (laughs) oh here's another interesting fact um Big Thunder Mountain, the track is the exact opposite way of our Big Thunder Mountain. I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know that, but I will tell you this. I mean, again, I think the Big Thunder Mountain over there is better. Part of the reason is is that when you're standing in line um, for Big Thunder Mountain, you really can't really even see Big Thunder Mountain. You really, you're only, the only time you really see Big Thunder Mountain is when you're on it and you're riding Mm -hmm. through it. Or when you're from afar looking out at it. When you're standing in the queue and you walk, I mean, you walk right by the actual mountain features itself. I mean, you can reach out and touch the mountain. You know, not cool. not not the, not, the, not the big peaks or anything like that. But you know, you're right around yeah. the walk, rock work where you're like, oh my god, I feel like I'm I'm right next to the mountain. Whereas you know, again, in Disney World, you're so much farther away from it. So. Right. Again, that goes back to the whole intimacy kind of thing where you feel like you're just right next to stuff. You're in the mountain, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, for our our, our Big Thunder, it's going to be even more distant since they're putting in that new interactive queue thing mm-hmm. that's happening, you know. So, I, I, although it'll be interesting to check out. Yeah. But still, you know, uh, yeah, it's the Big Thunder. The Big Thunder is pretty cool. Oh, and, and wh- so, I mean, yeah. yeah one Sorry, one more word of warning. Uh, this is something that, you know, just just so you know. If if you're like us and you've been to Disney World, 
and you've been there as many times as as we have. When you walk in, you look at the guide maps, and you you just don't you don't need a guide map. <laughs> you know that right. park. You, you know how to get around. You need a map when you go to Disneyland because it doesn't all interconnect. Like the first right. the first time or two you go, you're like, okay, Main Street Hub, Adventureland, Tomorrowland, I got this. There's a part over there. You can get lost in a whole career country area because if you go one way, you're like, okay, we'll interconnect in some kind of way and I can come back together. No, there's a, there comes a point where you come to a dead end and you got to go all the way back the way you came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like if you're going all the way to Pooh. Yeah. You go all the way to Pooh and then that's it. You can't go, you can't go around the back way to get to the other part. You have to go all the way around. You're right. Exactly. So that part of it is, is a little bit off-putting at first when you're like, oh, I did all this walking. I've come over here. I should be able to interconnect. It's like, no, you can't. Um, so th- there is a little yeah. bit of a connectivity issue that, you know. Yeah, even though it was, it's, a, it's a hub-and-spoke design, like the original, it was, it's not like a perfected hub-and-spoke like they did in Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, Disney World. Only because they didn't have, they didn't have the luxury of space that they do here to really make it a good hub-and-spoke design. You know, so yeah, you, I would agree with that. You definitely would need a map when you go to Disneyland. Now, there's a couple of times when I thought I could just wing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I keep I kept running around the Matterhorn. I felt like like the Crunk gives world in the European vacation. <laughs> hey, Big Ben Parliament. It's like for me, it was like, oh, it's Matterhorn mm-hmm. uh, uh, subs. Um, okay, here's the Matterhorn again. <laughs> you know, oh, there's Small World. Oh, uh, back to the Matterhorn. You know, incidentally, that was my favorite spot to hang around. Like when we had some time and we were waiting to meet up with people or something like that and I was just like you know or people would go back to the hotel and I'd be like you know what I'm just going to wander for a while I'll meet you back at the hotel later that was mm-hmm. my spot right there between the monorail and I'm mean, not the monorail between the Matterhorn and the subs I love just looking at oh yeah yeah love looking out, out over the subs especially at night it was just so beautiful at night um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, you won't be underwhelmed. There's just not a chance that you will be underwhelmed. No, Don't listen. No. Oh, here's a, let me let me speak on the castle. I mean, let's think about it. It's Sleeping Beauty's castle, right? So the girl is constantly sleeping. She sees horizontal. So she doesn't really have to have a tall castle. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way I thought of it. You know. Cinderella, ah. you know, she's always up. She's running. She's always losing her shoe. Mm-hmm. So you know, she <laughs> needs she needs the, the, the headspace. But you know, Sleeping Beauty. She used to crawl in, lie in a bed, go to sleep. She's done. You know? <laughs> so that's the way I think of the castles. You're right. Yeah, the Cinderella needs all those staircases to run up and down so she can keep losing her shoe. That, that's right. Yeah, the staircase. I forgot about that point. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But Sleeping Beauty, eh, you know, I don't need that tall. I just need to sleep. But, you know, and again, small, smaller castle, but hey, castle walkthrough. Try that. Yeah, this is true. Try that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You you have your your Cinderella's Royal Table where you get to go into the castle, but that's really the only time you get to go in and around the castle. I mean, having a castle walkthrough that you can kind of walk through the castle and explore without having to try and get a reservation in one of the hardest places to get a reservation in, uh, Mm -hmm. and you're paying top dollar for that for that meal. it's nice to have a nice little castle walkthrough where you kind of see the story of uh, Sleeping Beauty. I love that. You know, right. I liked it. I, li- I liked it a lot. I last time I was there, it w- they didn't have it open yet. Oh, it, was, it wasn't reopened because I know that that was a recent reopening. Yeah, they, that, uh, the castle walkthrough. They reopened it and they kind of spruced it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, it was been a while since the last time I was there. You know. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we if we're going to do a, a field trip show, that's that's the next stop. We're going to Disneyland, that's right. Oh, here's another point in the Haunted Mansion, back to the Haunted Mansion. 
the little stretcher room actually serves as a an actual elevator. It has yeah. an actual purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's something you can experience. There, there's that. There's the uh, the whole idea that when you walk off of the um, of the stretching room, instead of like you know, generally when you when you get off the get out of the stretching room at, at Walt Disney World, you walk down a little hallway to your Straight doom to buggy the line to the doom buggy, right. right? Exactly. Whereas when you walk off the um, when you walk off the uh, stretching room here, you walk through the hallway with all the portraits that change. Yeah, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the and the buffs that look at you as you move. Um, right, which is a, which is kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if yeah, I remember. Yeah, you're so much closer to them, and they're so much bigger than what they seem when you're riding through the Honda right. Mansion in Disney World. So yeah, you're a lot closer. It's a little bit more unsettling, um, and and you're more packed together because you know this. That's a. Um, I don't know how many how many elevators that they have. I think there's two, but for whatever right. reason, they all empty out in that hallway, and it just feels a lot more packed in than what it does when you're right. going through Disney World's uh, little thing where you're... And I guess it's probably because people are stopping and look at the pictures as well. Now, Disney World finally got the, the portraits that change, but, you know, that was about, what, six, seven years ago where they, they finally got that? Where you, right, yeah, pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And, the, and in Disney World, the hallway that we, you know, you ride through the one in Disney World, then the hallway yes. that, you know, that you're talking about that you walk through in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always I wasn't as scared in the one in Disney World because you know I had the protection of the Doom buggy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember the first time I walked through that haunted mansion in Disneyland, and I walked through that same particular hallway with the with the portraits and stuff. It, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was a little too close to all that. <laughs> <laughs> even though I know it's uh, even though I, I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. It was still a little unsettling to me. Yeah, you know? my favorite thing with riding that uh, going to the haunted mansion was the. Uh, you know, looking at the spot where the hat box goes, the legendary hat, hat box goes right. stood, and and seeing in its place a hat rack, and you're know, like, oh my god, that's where it, he would have been, that's where he right. once stood, and in its place where where he would have been is a hat rack, which I gather is is there to pay tribute to him. Um, right. Not, not, did I say hat rack? Yeah, like one of those little things you hang your hat on. Yeah. So okay, so that, there's that, and the main street's just cool. Oh yeah, the, you know, they, the magic they, shop. They still, they still have. It's not like one big emporium. It's like mm-hmm. they still have like all the little shops and stuff on Main Street. Yeah, it, just 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 killer. Yeah, it, it's not like it used to be where there were several different individual shops. I mean, it, it, it is unfortunately more of an. It's not as bad as Disney World's, but I mean, there right. it is a mostly emporium on the left hand side. On the right hand side, you have the benefit of little little shops here and there. More I, I right. find than than you would at the other one. Um, but you know, like the Magic Shop. I mean, knowing that Steve Martin worked there, it was kind of cool walking in there, seeing the little gags yeah. and, and stuff. Th- that was awesome. Yeah, so anyway, um, do we do we have anything else? Any any other points that we should make? I, I almost you know I think we almost exhausted, and hopefully. We we got you amped up to go to Disneyland. If you're a, a purely Disney World person, <laughs> and like I said, if you know if you still got some hesitation after listening to this show, man, shoot us the email magicourway at gmail dot com. We'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to address your concerns and stuff, and hopefully maybe assuage some of those problems for you. Yeah, I, I, we'll talk you through it because I would love to know why you, as a avid Disney fan who appreciates, you know. Everything about the mouse. Why? Why you would even have the slightest amount of hesitation to go visit the original 
<laughs> park the, that Walt the built. The park that started it all. Exactly. With the attractions that, you know, originated. I mean, we got the carbon copy, folks. <laughs> we, they have, yeah. you know, they, they have the original. And then no matter what what you say, there's a lot of stuff in, in, in Disney World that's really nice. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the original is always going to be better than the copy. Oh, yeah. And I'll bring it back to my original point. You know, Walt walked in this park. Mm-hmm. You know, he stepped foot on the grounds that you're you're currently walking on. Mm-hmm. If you're on you know Main Street or whatever else, and you feel that. You know? you, you, I mean, you can't. I don't want to say you feel Walt's presence because what do I know? I didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have known anything about what Walt's presence over there would mean. But you feel a sense of history there. You feel. Oh, yeah. yeah, you feel a sense of. Um, you feel that this place has been around forever and that it's right. been lovingly maintained and thoughtfully designed and it's going through changes and growing pains and, you know, uh, different, uh, you know, alterations. Uh, yeah, along it's been the, around the block a little bit longer than our part. Right. You know, so, yeah, yeah you're going to enjoy it. Well, Danny, there goes another uh, episode, our new format episode of The Magic Our Way. Well, it's um, been long enough, so yeah, it's about time yeah, we get <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we went to our max about an hour and a half or so, maybe a little less, who knows, by the time I finish getting through everything. But um, if you have anything, any comments or suggestions for the show, please email us at magicourway at gmail.com. Um, but we want to hear from the listeners, man. If you got anything you want to say, or if you, you have any opinions on anything that we talked about regarding like the Disneyland Resort, or if you have any questions about it, um, please let us know. We want, we'd love to hear from the listeners. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. You know, this is our search for Magic Our Way. You can follow us on Twitter at Magic Our Way. Um, you can also follow us on Keek at this moment. Uh, Keek is keek.com. You have these little video statuses that you can uh, keep up in there. We have a few videos up on there that you can check out. Um, I see. Am I missing anything as far as how they can get in touch with us? Other than the email, we don't have really a hotline set up. I was going to say, I'm not giving you my cell phone. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any red phones, and uh, but, but maybe we'll you know, do that. But keep an, uh, keep an eye out in the future, man. We'll let you know. We're looking to design a website eventually um, so that we have kind of a portal to the Magic R-Way that you can find us and always kind of maintain some kind of contact with us. We should have a website. Yeah, we should have a website. You know, that's, yeah. that's the next step, I think. Um, so anyway, yeah, man. Uh, you got anything else to add for our show today? Uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, we, we hope to be a little bit more regular with this than what we have been. Uh, trust us, it really has been busy. And Kevin, as a musician, is he's a nomad. He <laughs> He's yeah. a man without a land, traveling <laughs> nonstop. So. Yeah, I live, I live out of my little orange element, man. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, so we're, it's either feast or famine with me, you know. <laughs> we're going to get better. We're going to get uh, more regular. Um, that didn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get more regular. We took our Pepto-Bismol, and we're going to be back on Yeah, track. our Metamucil. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Yeah, if you know, if in the meantime, you know, listen, check us out. On, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You know, you can get all of our shows that we posted since we started. Listen to our field report shows. Um Lots of different stuff, you know. And if you do happen to download us on iTunes, you know, leave a review, man. Uh, leave us a rating and a review. You know, tell tell us how you know if you liked our show. You know, tell them, tell tell the world. You know, tweet out that you're listening. You know, tell your friends. 
Anything. Send out a bat signal. Do yeah, something. Send out the bat signal, man. Send out a carrier pigeon <laughs> or an owl if you're a Harry Potter fan. So, you know, do that. So, anyway, I guess we ramble enough. It's like, what, two in the morning? <laughs> yeah, I'm half delirious. So, yeah, it's um, time to get a little delirium. So, anyway, um, yeah, we should wrap this up. So, anyway, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. Magic out.